With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Welcome in, folks. We are back here on the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Klim, alongside the return of Mark Riley. Don't worry, there's no like, there's no music this time. And then our third wheel sort of bartender here at the Corner Booth and just our kind of our, I don't know, he's just got a new role. He's here almost full-time now. Kevin Langley's here as well. NBA Free Agency started, of course, last night. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about. It's pretty much going to be all of this today. We also have, we're running three segments, four segments today, actually. Report card, stay or bail, Kevin's weird shit in sports, and I'm bringing back last call. So, fellas, rocking and rolling. First off, the first thing on the report card is Kevin Durant signs in a sort of sign-and-trade thing with Golden State and Brooklyn with the Brooklyn Nets. He will not play this year, but where would you guys rank it? Kevin, you're up first. I would go, I think I'd give it just a B plus, A minus. It's a good move for the Nets. They're, they made the playoffs last year, but it's finally, I think this is kind of like the last step in them finally rebounding from that horrible Celtics trade a few years ago. And the fact he's not going to play this year kind of sucks for them, but it's going to work out fine having him on their team next season if he can come back fully healthy. Mark? Yeah, I'm going to give it an A plus. All around, both teams won that. As, as much as the Warriors could win a trade, they won. Because KD was leaving. He told them he was leaving. He was going to Brooklyn. Him and Kyrie are teaming up. Um, it worked out for KD. I mean, he got paid max, and he's going to Brooklyn. He said, with, with Kyrie. By the way, guys, we're ranking the fit here as well as the signing itself. Yes, yes. So. I mean, yeah, obviously you can grade all these A's when it comes to the player getting signed max salary because they're paid for the rest of their lives. But, um, yeah, I, I think KD going there, there's they, he's with Kyrie, like I said, I can't, it's an A plus, A plus. All right. Uh, for me, I give it an A minus. The only reason I don't give it an A plus is because of he's got to wait a year. And let's just hope Kyrie doesn't blow the damn city up by the time he does that. But I love the move. For basketball, it makes sense for him. Like, for his ego, it makes sense. If he went to New York, God help me if he, if like, he went there by himself or he went there with, like, a, 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 a tier three guy. He's got to deal with James Dolan pressuring him to get back because they're not selling tickets, so the New York media is blowing him up. Brooklyn's isolated enough, like, from, like, you know, New York's shadow, where essentially he can kind of just, like, you know, work with Kyrie. The two of them can get better. And if KD if they make the playoffs and so, by like some miracle Kevin Durant's healed, like, no way, by, like, no way. I, I I don't know. I, I there's no way. That, they're so weird though. I, I don't think, care. There's I no think way the Nets organization. If he's ninety five percent healed, he's not going to want to come back, and the Nets aren't going to want him to come back because sure. they don't want a repeat of the Warriors. Of yeah, because now the Warriors training staff is like the most wanted in the Bay Area right now. Um, Did you hear that they're they're retiring thirty five? Yeah, I heard that. I don't know if that's 100% serious. I think the GM said it just because they still feel bad for the uh, – I mean, I he's he's. I think he earned it enough. But one more thing about the Nets or Kitty, I mean, uh, they still have Karis LeVert and Dinwiddie. Like, they didn't they didn't lose much other than with losing D'Lo. And Joe Harris, too. 
So I think they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be solid. They, they still have Jared a, Allen too, right? Yeah, they have yep. Jared Allen. They have like a great team. Like if you like with D'Lo, that team made the playoffs, and now you add essentially the most lethal shooter of all time, possibly top like top three most lethal scorer of all time, plus arguably the best off the dribble scorer we've seen in our generation. You know, like what are you we're supposed to do with that? That's that's an amazing team right there. Speaking of sign and trade, the Warriors. The Warriors, in return, got D'Angelo Russell, who everyone thought was going to Minnesota. I swear to God, Cowherd said it; they were going to Minnesota, so it wasn't going to happen. Um, I'll start off with this one. I'm giving the fit. I'm give, I love D'Angelo getting paid. Dude gets should get the respect he deserves, but I'm giving the fit a C minus. I'm not bitter. I'm literally just being honest. What is he going to play? The three? He's six foot four and a half. Like. I or is he gonna play the two and Clay play the three? And I just I could see well we brought up today in the pre-show meeting we talked about how the like you can't trade anybody till like mid December. I could so see once Clay is starting to come, get ready to come back they could just deal if D'Lo is having an All Star season they could deal him to some like fringe contender in the West or the East and just be like yeah here take him give us like your third best player and draft pick. I could just so see the Warriors pulling that. Like, that could be still their M.O., but I guess it, it, they got it back as payment for getting rid of Kevin Durant. They just didn't lose him for nothing. That's why it's not a, a, a D or something like that. I just – it's a fits horrible to me. Kevin? I'd give it a – I'd give it a B, actually, with the fit, because I'm not sure how long Clay Thompson is going to be out. Oh, he's, a, he's an in season mid-range jumper guy. That's like his, go, his go-to. But still, without Clay on the court, they're going to need someone else to score because True. Draymond's – atrocious on offense for stretches so yeah. i think it's a b until clay comes back and then depending on how they decide to do it if they then want to have d come off the bench or if they want to move clay to the three i think it'll still work out we'll still be talking about the warriors next year now they're probably going to win again yeah no they're not going to win again um <laughs> no but people are make the say they probably will like well yeah. they got d'angelo russell great this isn't 2k you can't just put the best players on your team and then win yeah like chemistry is the biggest thing, and that's why this just does. That was the other thing in my head. I'm like, he really doesn't fit their culture at all. He would fit great in Minnesota because Minnesota's a circus. But I uh, think D'Lo probably doesn't really want to be there, but he's sick of hearing the Warriors. So what he's gonna do is get a recording of Steph Curry saying he <laughs> once checked out another girl, and then Aisha and Aisha's gonna like actually shoot him in the middle of the arena or something like that. Yeah, because he's psycho. Man, I've never uh, seen a actual NBA wife bark at the media like she. I mean, I give her credit; she has no fear. But like, she's terror. That woman terrifies me. I've seen it before. Giselle does the same thing. Well, Giselle, like, I feel like runs the Brazilian mafia. So that's different. Uh, man, yeah, shooting in the middle of the court. I, I wasn't expecting that this podcast, but uh, I'm gonna give it. I was at a B plus, and then everything you guys said talked me to A minus for D'Lo because ever since he's left the Lakers, he seems like he's matured a little bit. He's going to go to a team that he's going to be needed, so that's good. And he's going to learn culture. He's going to understand how to become more of a teammate and learn from uh, Steve Kerr. And I don't think he's going to be there for long. I do think they're going to trade him when Clay does come back healthy, but I think it's an A-. minus. I think it's going to work out for him in the long run. I – all right. I, I, I mean, uh, we're going to see layer going on. This is like a lot of these. We're going to see the moves like next year. We're going to see a lot of the repercussions. Like when Jimmy Butler went to Minnesota, we honestly thought, oh, it's going to be a great team. And then we find out a year later him. He wanted to like murder. Wiggins in. He's a psycho. I agree. I agree 100 percent just because it is going to be so weird looking at that Warriors roster on the court for the first game without. They're going to be so damn short. Oh, they're going to be so small, <laughs> even without Clay. I mean, he's what six seven, six yeah. six maybe. I mean, they're gonna need to get a big guy. I mean, Kevon Looney's what. And six, now 10. that Andre Iguodala's in Memphis, like they. Which lost. is wild. I don't think they told him, man. That's so they didn't. Golden State just surprises me. Something they did their guy dirty. It's because he talked shit about or crap about their uh their training staff and said that they did the same thing to him as that they did true. to KD. So like, hey that. Iggy, have fun in Memphis, bud. Well, he's not, isn't he? I heard he's not even going to stay in Memphis. They're going to give him a buyout, and he's going to sign with Dallas or something yeah, like that. I heard, I heard the Lakers. I doubt the Lakers. I can see it. I can see it, too, but the big, the, the number one team I saw was, I heard the I heard the Mavs are all in on, Ste- uh, well, Seth Curry's going back to Dallas, apparently. Yep. 
And oh my god, I saw a Lakers pay saying Seth Curry is gonna get them gonna get a huge contract. And then five seconds later, I see Bleacher Report Seth Curry. I'm like, ah, Lakers fans. Well, that's the problem. The Lakers are waiting for Ka- Kawhi so bad that they're gonna let go of all these little like smaller deals they could probably got and helped out Jesus, LeBron. I, I don't care if he signs with the Clippers or the Raptors. Just I just want the Lakers to burn. <clears throat> <clears throat> I you know me, Mark. I root for anarchy here. Anarchy. Uh, all right, next up, speaking of players who spurned the Lakers, Kyrie Irving uh, signed with Brooklyn for the Max. We already, this was the one move we knew was happening because he bought his damn house in Orange, New Jersey. By the way, 20 minutes from my family's, my family down there. Ky, I've hey, actually, go say what's up. Yeah, go say what up to Kyrie. Oh, you, my my mom's best friend, her neighbor's Sterling Shepard, by the way. Oh, wow. So I just found that out the last time they came out. But anyway. I'm on a podcast. Oh, yeah, that'd be dope. Um, even as a Giants receiver, it'd be kind of hard for me. Uh, <clears throat> no, that's why That's why we need him. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Kyrie, I give it an A+. Plus. Wow. He, I love the move. I, you know, everyone hit, hates so hard on Kyrie. Now, for Kyrie, just basketball, this makes sense for him. He did not get along with Brad Stevens in Boston. He did not get along with all the role players there. Brooklyn fit with D'Lo. D'Lo is like a is like a miniature is like a secondary version of Kyrie personality wise. Not maybe not as flaky. D'Lo is a little more intense, but same similar kind of ball. And then you get Kevin Durant coming in a year. And as long as Kyrie can just keep his cool for a season until his boy gets off injury, this is all. They could honestly, with KD come back, and if they keep 99% of this roster, I would pick them to win the finals. As long as Kyrie doesn't go to LA, I could pick them as a, I could pick them taking out Kyrie. I mean, picking up pick eh, take them pick taking out Milwaukee, Golden State. Like if they keep that core, I love this team. But the thing is, it's a matter of can Kyrie keep it together. We saw in Boston he couldn't. But then again, also, I feel like a lot of the Boston guys just didn't want him there, period. He didn't want to be there. He wanted to be in Brooklyn. I feel like this is why it's a difference. This is really the first time in Kyrie's career since Duke he chose where he wanted to go. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens for him. I give him an A+. Plus. Mark, you want to go first this time? Yeah, I got it. Uh, so if – I'm going to – two grades. I mean, if KD doesn't go do there – two grades. One all right, grade. fine. One grade. Uh, I'll give it a B plus just because – Kyrie's a mess. By the way, the B-boys of Kyrie just go down to his house and be like, some conspiracy theory, and you'll probably be boys with him because you could talk to him for hours about it. Um, what government means to him. Yeah, say something like that. and be like, yeah, the world's flat, dude, and you'll be probably best friends. But uh, he – it's weird because I'm just looking forward to the press conferences. I hope KD sits in every press conference with Kyrie, even if he's hurt, just because those two – giving smart-ass remarks to every reporter is going to be awesome. I lo- I just thought of that, and I'm, like, picturing it in my head. Oh, my God. Mark, we're going to have so much to talk about next year if he does that. It just, it just feels very similar to the Westbrook-KD combination, other than Kyrie's a lot better scorer. Like, basketball-wise, it's a great move. When it comes to, like, I can still see KD being like, no, Kyrie, I got this. and the, But then Kyrie would be like, no, dude, I got this. And they're just going to battle for who gets to say the last word. It's going to be entertaining off the court. I also feel like, court. though, Kyrie's a better distributor than Russell Westbrook is to a certain extent. Oh, absolutely. And we, we all, so, I could go rant about that. but I know you hate Russell Westbrook. Shut up. I get it. <laughs> I said I said I could go on a ramp. We're not. It was, yeah, we're I know. I would, just, I would have actually removed you from the call. Me and Kevin would have run the rest of this. Podcast. I mean, statistically, Russell Westbrook's better. Statistically, distributor. That is, that is exactly what I want to hear. Stats are. I'm like, I'm call me John Gruden. Stats are for nerds. <laughs> Says the guy who. Nah, I'm not even gonna make the joke. All right. Um. Next. I give oh, it. Kevin. Oh wow, my brain's farting. Kevin, what's your grade here? D. C plus, C plus. Really? I think You're I think it'll go anyway. What? You're better. Yeah, I am. I'll I'll resign here if you guys will have me. Yeah, well, we would have had you, Kyrie. You, you, Jared, you can't say he's better after you gave D'Lo a C minus. I had a legit. And reason. he was never he even on the. I have legit. Sure. I have legit reasons. Uh, what's your legit reason? 
I think it's going to go very well the first year without KD. I think the second year will go very well. But I think by the third year, Kyrie is going to revert back to his old ways and be like, wait, I want to be the man again. Like, he complained about playing with LeBron, and he said, decide, and then he decided to join a team with the second-best player in the world. And I think also Kyrie is going to get on KD's nerves, like just like Russell did, because KD will be wide open on the wing going, hey, Kyrie, I'm open. Like, I got an open three. And Kyrie will just be trying to dribble his way through four defenders. But he's not as much like a James Harden is that I do see your point, but I also feel like he's not as bad as Harden, but he is a very ball dominant point guard who doesn't like passing the ball. Well, the good thing about KD is KD can still jump and catch and shoot. He doesn't need to he doesn't need to control the ball in every possession. No, so that's why I gave it a C. I think it'll go well for two years, and then quick, Kyrie will get annoyed. Quick question here, though, with with the whole this season coming up, though, do you think it's better or worse that Kyrie's going to have a whole year by himself without KD? Worse. That's a mixed. It's a mixed bag, honestly. Because I'm thinking is if they do, they should make the playoffs with Kyrie, with um, what's his, uh, Joe Harris, with Dinwiddie, and um. Karis LeVert, they should make the playoffs, no problem. But they're not going to win, and then KD's going to come back, and they're going to win, and then Kyrie's going to be like, oh, man, I never can do this by myself. And I think it it could implode that way, or it could be like Kyrie could be like, I need you, I want you here, and all this stuff. So I think it's it's, it's definitely a toss-up on that. I think also, though, if they do well this year and get into the playoffs as a third seed, and then for some reason they just can't, the team can't gel as well when KD gets there the year after and they go in as like a six seed kind of regress, it will be hysterical because everyone will freak out. Not the Nets, like the media and stuff. <laughs> everyone will lose their minds and I will every Oh, minute. you mean the overreaction media? Yes. A, uh, the place Kyrie's, north of me? <laughs> Kyrie's favorite thing ever. Yeah, I mean, it's really going to see uh, – It's really. It's, this is another one of those moves, like, it's going to be a two-year. We're going to have to see what happens with Kevin Durant. It's, it's going to be the whole length of the time before we actually make an analysis on this is going to work. That's why this <laughs> upcoming year is so weird because some of these teams aren't – like, I don't think even the Lakers, unless they get Kawhi, are going to be – like, it's all – like, this year is just a random year coming up, and then the real year will be in two years. I'm excited, period. Like, this basketball is going to be so weird. That's what everyone said. Please, Kawhi, just don't go to the Lakers because then basketball will be complete. Who knows? Yeah, I like mystery here. Anarchy all day. All right, next up, speaking of Boston, UConn, Hero, <clears throat> and um, honestly, one of the like like better point guards that nobody talks about in the NBA, Kemba Walker, signs with Boston. Kevin, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about this. I'm going to let you go first. A plus. Kevin, don't <laughs> talk about Tom Brady during this segment. Thank you. <laughs> A plus. You already brought up Giselle. I had to say don't bring up Tom Brady. Yeah, fine. I won't bring no Tom Brady, Brady, no Belichick, no Red Sox. All right, fine. I give it an A plus because I think Kemba, I don't want to say he's a better person than Kyrie because I don't know Kyrie personally. He seems like a nice he's guy. He's a better fit personality-wise. Yes, thank you. That's that's what I was trying to say. Couldn't put the words on it. Thank you, Jared. He's a personality-wise. He's a better fit. He's more of kind of a quiet guy, a team guy, it seems. And I think it's going to work very well with the team they have around him. Now, they could have kept their center. I would be much happier. But I think this signing kind of dampens the blow of losing two main guys from the past couple of years. And I think also Kemba's really going to excel in Boston because his career assist average is, I think it's 5.6, which is the same as Kyrie's, but he was on some God awful Bobcats slash Hornets teams. Now he has players around him who can do more. I think his assist numbers are going to go up and that will fit very well into Brad Stevens kind of move the ball no one guy is central style, but also Kemba still has a scoring ability to take over a game if he, if he has to. Dude can drop 30 with the drop of a hat. That's like yeah. what his natural ability is. But <clears throat> I think, and also Brad Stevens gets the best out of his guards. That's why I give this an A plus as well. I was so happy to see Kemba get out of Charlotte. The only thing that would have made me happier is if he went to my team. But, like, this is great. I love seeing him in Boston. I love seeing him in a market where I get to watch him. Because I watched him in college. Dude, I, I live in Connecticut. He's a hero up here. 
So him coming back to essentially the area where he became like a legend in college, at least the dude's got more clutch gene than half the NBA. I'm excited to see this. He's like, he's very, he's a perfect kind of fit for that roster. If he's not a, he's not odd. He's an, he's a baller. He's an, he's an average ball player, which fits in with the Marcus smarts. And I think Kevin, one thing we're not talking about is he's a perfect compliment to Jason Tatum's game. Yeah. No, it's that's be. the thing that makes me so happy for Boston. And the fact that he's got Enos Cantor, too. Like, they're building a team that literally Brad Stevens like, all right, I like this. I like this. Put this here. Great. We're going to light everyone up by 50. I don't love the Cantor signing. I love Cantor going to Boston. I really do. Um, I'll talk about that later. <clears throat> I can't. I was, I, I'm not going to give it an A+, plus because, one, it's Boston. Two, you guys both did. So I'm just going to give it a, just a, a normal A, which I hate because I don't like Boston. I don't like the Celtics. I like them a little better because Kyrie's not there, and I'm not a fan of Kyrie these days. But Kemba, I'm just excited to see him on big games. You know what I mean? He's always just been, like, hitting game winners in Charlotte that nobody really cared about. So it's going to be kind of cool to see him on a bigger stage. Uh, I'm interested to see what this team, like, they can't really get worse. Like, it's not like there's no drop-off because, other than Horford, it's not like you're losing much because Kyrie was never healthy, and when he played, he – didn't hit clutch shots anymore. I'm excited to see what Kemba can do. I just hope he doesn't do too much and beats my Sixers. Well, Hopefully now away, the curse is over with Boston. That's you guys all. took away the one player that essentially could shut down Embiid was Horford, and now he's playing with Embiid. So there you go. The, the Sixers did the smartest thing ever. <clears throat> all right. Next up, my favorite player in the NBA, Jimmy Butler. Mark, I'll let you take lead because he just dumped you. So let me. What do you got? All right, Jay Butts did not dump us. He left for whatever reason. Jay Butts has a reason. I mean, the man says he wants to win, then he goes to the Heat, who are getting rid of everyone on their team. I mean, we just saw Hassan Whiteside just got traded to uh, Portland. Um, they're getting rid of Dragic, who I thought would have worked well with Butler. Um, I think it's a. C plus just because I mean it worked out better I almost feel like for the Sixers just because they got rid of him they didn't have to pay him um he was the kind of the umph and like the the leader on the team but now we replace it with what's his face Al Horford so I'm gonna miss him just because he was the energy guy and he actually did well and all the controversy that he had on the Sixers I don't think it was actually him I think it was the media but I'm gonna see C minus on the signing of him I don't know what Pat Riley's doing down there in Miami I think he was just like this is the closest thing I can think of to D-Wade that was available, so let me go grab it. Because that's the only thing that Pat Riley knows these days is D-Wade. Kevin? I give it an F. That's what I'm talking about, Kevin. Big fat F. And th- I'm not even looking at Philly because, like, Philly let him go. It doesn't really hurt them. It doesn't help them. It's a, it's a wash for them. But it's such a bad move for the Heat. They had to give up – Whiteside's irrelevant now. They gave, overpaid him way too much, and he was awful now. But Drogic is a, still a good player. Uh, Richardson they had to give up. And they don't have a team now. They have Jimmy Butler, and that's it. Pat Riley has lost it. They need someone new when they're making decisions because when they did just have Dwayne Wade on the team, and they had some other good players around him, but they didn't do anything really. They made they got the eighth seed. That was eventually what, that, essentially what they got. Which <laughs> is a huge drop-off from – when LeBron James just no, they decided. Didn't get the eight seed. The Magic got the eight seed. No, no, ta- no. Kevin's talking about before, after they got Shaq and before they got oh. LeBron. Like, um, Pat Riley, in my mind, is the same kind of GM as John Elway. Can't really build a very good team. Like John Elway ha- can't find a quarterback, and he just, like John Elway, lucked into Peyton Manning. Pat Riley lucked into LeBron, and that will change the legacy when they really didn't do much. Yeah, I was going to say, he's kind of taken the new uh, – I mean, Pat Riley has proven – I mean, he got D-Wade, which is also the, Yeah, I mean, like, at this point. Like, yeah, yeah I agree. Pass has been good, but I'm going more on the – Pat Riley. He's, he's turning into Phil Jackson. But, I mean, they do have <laughs> Justice Winslow, who's turning into a really good player. Bam Adebayo, who I'm a fan of, who's a very uh, good young big – and with Jimmy Butler there, I mean, they'll be able to – I mean, I guess when you think about those three, they're still going to be competitive. They're just not – Didn't they grab working. somebody in the draft, too? They got somebody good in the draft. I can't I can't think of anything in my head. Uh, somebody, there's a pick I like they got. 
they're not going to win anything. I think they would have been better off keeping Drogic and help having him de- not develop, like with Winslow and Bam developing with Drogic and then using the cap space to pick up younger players who can contribute more in the future once Winslow and Bam get to that next level. Well, I think the reason why I think now <clears throat> I think about it that they got rid of Drogic is because they really want Justice Winslow to be their all-time point guard. They moved him from small forward to point, and he actually excelled at it. So I think they wanted to be like, here's handing you the keys at point, but Jimmy Butler's going to want the ball too. Uh, so, yeah, did you grade it yet, Jared? I give it a D minus. <clears throat> wow, pretty tough scores. The only reason I don't give it an F is because I love it. It's such poetic, poetic justice. <laughs> I, yes, I hear the music. I'm still better. I thought my grade was going to be bad. Shoo. Yo, I am so. Oh yeah, yeah. What the the hold on real quick. The draft pick was Tyler Euro out of yeah. Kentucky. That was a pretty good pick. Yeah, I like which is weird pick. though. Now that. We're going to have Winslow, Euro, and Butler. Is that what you're going to – they're going to start all three of them? It's kind of like – Well, you can also move Butler to the three. He doesn't have to play the two. That's what I'm saying. That's what they're going to have to do. And also, the NBA likes going – a lot of teams like going small. So, I I could see Butler playing the three. And honestly, being a wing, you kind of mold between the two and three. But anyway, it's like they're sending Jimmy Butler up to the wall, Game of Thrones reference. I know you neither of y'all watch, but <clears throat> essentially it's almost like putting him in isolation. He's not going to make the playoffs unless they get some more help. They're going to get stomped by ever like the top five teams in the East and probably the top 10 teams in the West. And it's perfect. I'm so happy. I love the heat. I love the organization. I love Pat Riley. I love Spolstra. I don't mind justice Winslow that much. I like his game. I loved Whiteside just because I like back to the basket centers, even though they're a dying breed. But I am so happy. The D'Lo trade sucked, but seeing Jimmy Butler go to Miami made me so happy because that I, I, that horde that, that that locker room wrecker is now in isolation. He's gonna thrive there, though, man. Oh, he's gonna thrive. He's gonna average forty a game. But here's the problem: you might even get the AC in the playoffs. But then you go into Toronto, or you go into Milwaukee, or you go into Brooklyn, or you go into Boston, and you get smoked in five games. Or you go back to Philly and get smoked. I, it's just like, it's hilarious to me. I think also, it, worst case scenario, he's going to be dropping 40 a game on a team that's averaging about 85 points a game. Yep. That's that. I would pray for that to happen. This might be the first time he gets a, an actual ovation, though. I feel like Philly will definitely give him a nice... Uh, come back when he comes to Philly because there's nothing he did wrong there. He did the best he could. I mean, hell, we were four doinks away from beating or going into overtime with the Raptors. So I think it's crazy. Four, that shot changes the outcome of this whole thing. If he, if Say the Sixers end up beating the Raptors in that series, who knows? Jimmy Butler could still be a Sixer. You know what I mean? And Kawhi could already be a Clipper. Yeah. It, that, yeah, it would have been a Clipper as soon as they lost. But yeah, no. So tough grades, uh, tough day at the on the report card for Jimmy Butler there. <laughs> uh, hilarious. All right, so review. My grades were A minus, C minus, A plus, A plus, and D minus. Kevin rolled in with a B plus, B, C plus, A plus, and F. And Mark rolling the middle of the roll as usual. A plus, A minus, B plus, A, and C minus. Next up, folks, it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Are you gonna stay for another round of drinks or are you gonna bail? NBA free agency edition. First up, the team that got D'Angelo Russell but lost Kevin Durant. Fellas, you staying or bailing a Golden State next year to be a title contender? I'll start. Like, are, uh, like, I mean, let me let me revert that. Are you staying with them? Like, what their strategy is? Are you like, would you roll? Yeah, would you roll with them to still be a title shot? From that question, you got to bail. Um, I don't think they did. They, that's the best thing. They, the best they could do is what they got. I mean, they got D'Lo out of it. They're hopefully eventually going to, if they, unless he stays there and thrives or they'll get rid of him, get some assets for him eventually. But yeah, you got to bail on it just because, I mean, they didn't get KD to come back and it was a very situation that he could have likely came back just because he had a little chip on his shoulder and he had something to prove if he sits out a year, comes back and then wins it. Cause like they're not going to win it next year. This is finally a year where golden state's not the favorite. And there's very good reason that they're not the favorite. 
Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to bail on the Warriors just this year just because I'm a Steph Curry truther, even though he continuously kills me in the finals. But, yeah. Kevin? I bef- When it was pretty much known that KD was probably leaving and he was going to walk in free agency, I was going to stay on them just because they would have had the money. They could have gone back to that 73 win and just built up their bench again. But now that they have money invested into D'Lo, uh, I got to bail. They don't have the firepower anymore to win with a short bench. They don't have the money to get a stronger bench until they, unless they can trade D'Lo somehow for just the best bench in the league. It's not going to happen. I get a bail. They're going to suck. All right. The, so that's a, clean, that's a clean sweep on bail. Kevin, since you took half my points right there. Like, I don't get... What happens when you go three, man? You got to have the hidden takes. Well, usually I'm the, that's my ace in the hole. But, yeah, their lack of bench now. And the fact is, we're really... What won in the NBA NBA this year, fellas? Length and bench. What are the two things the Warriors do not have now that KD's gone and their bench is shit? Length and depth. They are going to just go up against long teams like Toronto, Portland, now that they have Whiteside... You could even go down the list of teams like Utah, and they're going to struggle because you're going to have when you're when their shooting guard is as tall as their power forward. Now you've got a problem, and long players create difficult shots. And what is Golden State's one skill? Shooting. I just, it just doesn't fit their mantra. I think they kind of just were like, we got to get something here. Hopefully, we can flip D'Lo for some spare part for, for some bench parts at, at the deadline. I don't know. Like it's. I get what they're trying to do, but off the get-go, if they keep D'Lo, this has no sense. This makes no sense to me. Bail. Next up, Mark's boys, 76ers. I'm leading off. I love what they did. I'm staying with the 76ers. What is the one thing that was their kryptonite last year? Al Horford, because he shut down Joel Embiid. Also, their other kryptonite was their locker room. Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler didn't really get along, but Jimmy Butler was a good player there. They need. They kept Tobias Harris. I think they paid him too much money, but honestly, he's a good shooter. He can score. <clears throat> Their starting five is great. I think losing JJ Redick did hurt them a little bit, but the league is starting to revert back. Just get a bucket, not just chuck up a three. I like what they did here. I give it a bit. I'm staying with the uh, Sixers. I think that they are probably going to be a three seed in the East next year, give or take on a certain corn road awkward dude from Toronto, but um. Yeah, uh, Kevin, we're going to make Mark stew a little bit. Oh, Mark's going to hate me. I'm bailing. Really? They, the Sixers I, hate, are, I, I hate you, Kevin. Like, no, I thought you already did, so it's okay. <laughs> How'd you know? Eh, most people do. It's just, uh, so the <laughs> Sixers... Get the moonshine. This is what your dad's talking about. You got to have some confidence on here, Kevin. <laughs> Get this kid some moonshine. <laughs> so Get him liquored up. The Sixers, they've struggled with three-point shooting for a while now. Ben Simmons can't shoot to save his life. Joel Embiid can, but not consistently, and he's more valuable under the basket, getting rebounds and putbacks. Horford can kind of hit a three. He's still pretty good at that, but if you get a, a good enough defensive power for it, he, you can stop him from shooting the threes, and he won't shoot them. And J.J. Redick was their only three-point shooter towards the end of the year last year. After... Oh, after the Covington trade, after they got rid of Covington, so two years ago, maybe. Forget. But I digress. They, Like you said, Jared, the league is starting to revert back to not just chucking up threes, but kind of just trying to get a basket, the easiest basket you can. But just because it's starting to revert back to that doesn't mean it's going to go 100% back next season. The three ball is still going to kill teams. And I think that the Sixers just don't have it. They don't have the three-point shooters. They need to win. Yeah. I'm going to stay. I love their of, length, though. I, yeah. Like, come on, Al Horford's 6'10 as a power forward? Like, you got to love that stuff. Oh, yeah, but they can stop anyone on defense, but or but they can't yeah, shoot score, threes. I don't exactly. think it's going to help much. Mark, you're chomping the bit here, go. So – I'm going to stay because I feel like I almost have to. Uh, I'm worried because Charles Barkley came out and said, this is the best team in the NBA. So that terrifies me. Uh, You're screwed. Yeah. I mean, at least it wasn't Paul Pierce, so I can live with that. But the issue with this team is that, like you just said, there's no 
legit scorer. You can have Embiid on the court, who's going to hopefully put up 30. You got Horford, which I think is going to be a good mesh there because now Embiid, as much as I kept yelling at him to not be at the top of the key, it's going to be okay because you'll have Horford down low. Or you can have Embiid sit out and not have to play a million minutes simply because you have a guy like Horford who's going to be able to control the court and dominate down low or just make an impact in the game. Uh, Simmons, hopefully, I don't even want to, he still doesn't have to shoot a three. I don't care about a three point shot. Just get a mid range. Just get something where you're a threat on a pick and roll of some sort because Horford's going to be good off the pick and roll and Bede should be good off the pick and roll. I love Josh Richardson. I think he's underrated. Uh, like I said, I thought the trade, the sign and trade didn't really help Miami because they got rid of Josh Richardson. Um, I'm going to stay with the Sixers, but I, it feels like the Sixers feel like the old time Eagles where they're always just going to be good. They're going to be good, but they're never going to get over the hump just because Simmons can't get there or Embiid can only do so much or he'll have a, he'll have a stomach ache or he'll have the shits or he'll, his knee will be bugging him. So, I mean, it's, I'm going to stay as much as that didn't sound like I'm staying, but it's a, it's a pessimistic stay. Like he might leave next round. Yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, I I also Tobias Harris getting paid all that money. I mean, he's happy. the The locker room should be clean. It should be good. I don't know what kind of depth we're gonna have at all. It's still a little bit of an off season left. Um, I mean, who knows? This Thibault guy that we drafted might be good. Great name. So that's the one thing I can give him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it sucks we lost Shamit, but we kept Tobias, so it doesn't matter because Shamit's becoming a lock or a knockdown three point shooter, but. Yeah, I'm going to stay with the Sixers because I have to, and they have a pretty solid roster. It just depends on if they're going to have to stop teams because they're not going to score. I'm like they're deep. I like that. Well, deep up the not are they deep though? They're deep enough. They're deep for the East. Name their bench. You can't. T.J. McConnell, Mike Scott. Name me a couple more. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, like they're not deep. They're not deep yet. I mean, they all they should. I I don't like I said. Thank God it's the beginning of free agency and all these big names are going because we just need to snag some low-key guys. Bring Kyle Corver uh, back. I don't care. It's something. Just don't pay him a lot at all. Pay him, like, the minimum. Even though I think he's going to go to Lakers. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was a solid stay. I think I sounded pretty confident. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up. Is Brooklyn in here tonight? No, I'm not going to start rapping. Um, Thank you. <laughs> all right. Brooklyn Nets, I'm staying. I Mark knows Ohio was in that roster last year, even when they only had D'Lo. Yeah, dude, they were beating what, though? They were beating the Sixers 4-2 in six games? Oh, shut up. That was um, when Kevin was on here, too. Eat it, okay. Um, I probably said something dumber about the NBA playoffs. Yeah, you said the Celtics are going to win it, so we're we're gonna just yeah, some fan bias. It's, it happens. Yeah, it's just a Paul Pierce level take there. Um, Katie, Kyrie, enough said. Moving on, Kevin. <laughs> I'm staying. I can't really, even though I was very pessimistic on Kyrie and Brooklyn, saying there's too much talent. You know, once KD comes back, you can have Kyrie and KD do all the scoring, have DeAndre Jordan kind of patrol the paint down low. Jared Allen's only going to get better. Stay. Hard stay. You have to stay. There's no logical reason other than Kyrie's a nutcase to bail because this team went from showing so much potential to getting KD, who's not going to play this year, and getting Kyrie, who's, everyone knows, a top talent, and just losing D'Lo, who was – the only reason why they were pretty much really good because he could score at will when he wanted to. I mean, this team's going to only go up, and you got to stay with them because now they're the kings of New York. So, I mean, you got to give it to them. Fair enough. I don't even think there's a logical reason to bail because it's too early for Kyrie to really start being Kyrie. I don't even know if I would have bailed on them if they just kept D'Lo. <laughs> they yeah, still are a team that you stick around. I think I, we all said – during the playoffs that you stay with this Nets team because they didn't get rid of, we're going to lose what Ronde house Jefferson. Like, okay. Like nothing, nothing. They're not losing anything. That's, I mean, Deandre Jordan's the weirdest signing. The fact that they made room, it's like, is he still that impactful? Who knows? He's friends with KD. He has to be. I mean, he got, he's getting 10 mil a year for four years. And he's like an old washed up, just massive dude. I don't know if like 
he can still throw down like he used to. I mean, he's still huge and athletic, but we'll see how that works out. I can't. I'm, I mean, he can't. I, I like the I, I like the DeAndre Jordan move because having just he's just a long defender, and yeah, you have to take him out at the end of the games, but just even just guarding the rim. I like it. And there's going to be a couple fun dunks between him and Kyrie. I think I, that, that could be a little yeah. kind of neat. They, they could also be doing what uh, the Timberwolves did with Kevin Garnett. Like, obviously, DeAndre Jordan still has more, in his, more left in the tank than Garnett did at the time. But they brought in Garnett to kind of mentor the younger guys, and they could be wanting Jordan there to kind of teach Jared yeah. Allen a bit more. Just because DeAndre Jordan, other than the debacle with the – Clippers when they locked him in his house until he signed a contract. There's really never been much of an issue with DeAndre Jordan off the court that comes to mind. He's honestly been probably a top 10 center for the past like 10 years. Yeah, and he's a pretty quiet guy. Doesn't keeps his nose in also his Also maybe has one of the greatest alley dunks of all time. That, it really might be. Like that look he made too with his, his like the top the quiver of the lip like he, like that was one of the most ferocious. I don't think Brandon Knight's ever made it back from that dunk. Brennan Knight turned it into Jason Terry in seconds. It was crazy. There's actually going to be three dates or years on Brandon Knight's tombstone. The day he was born, the first day he died when DeAndre Jordan dunked on him, and then the date of his actual death. RIP in peace, uh, Brandon Knight, three times. Because it's probably, if he's, I don't even know where he's at. Did he get dunked on by somebody else, too, when it was really bad? Oh, I'm sure it's happened a lot. I think it was in, like, one of the Rising Stars challenges. Stars challenges. I think, I think he just, it was, it might have been Wiggins, actually, who posted it. I can't remember. I but can see Wiggins. I can see Blake Griffin doing it a couple of times. I mean, he's just always in the wrong spot. There's one plus to uh, Minnesota not dealing with Wiggins yet is I'm hype. He might actually go back to him just posterizing dudes randomly. That's just you and your typical Timberwolves optimism. Hey, what else do I got? Besides the probably the second or third best safety. In, uh, I'm telling you, it's so much easier if you just center league. say what actually is going to happen. Because then if they exceed it, you feel so much better. I don't know. I say I tried that. Like, we might be average. And then they went out and got Jimmy Butler. And I got all hype. And now, like, uh, so, uh, you know, the Jimmy Butler trade gave me a taste of us actually being relevant again. So now I have to, like, you know, be always, like, we can do this. We can get the eighth or ninth, seventh seed. So You can get that ninth seed all you want, bud. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, wait. Did y'all stay? Mark, did you stay or bail on Brooklyn? Yeah, I stayed. I said there's no reason not to. Fair. And we go across the Hudson River, or not Hudson River, the East River, sorry. Uh, Geography. Knicks. Sorry, I've been in New York 3,000 times and I still messed that up. Maps the are Knicks, hard, okay? Literally, just. <laughs> what? Julius Randle, yeah! Reggie Bullock, woo! The Knicks are my favorite team in free agency this year. Unless the Lakers do not get Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Oh, my God. I'm going to talk more about James Dolan a little bit, but yeah, this was a stinker. Fellas, we, this isn't like title, this is like basic relevance in actually winning more than 20 games. So are you bailing on the possibility the Knicks can actually win 20 games this year? Oh, I was going to go about it a different way, but in that sense, I'll bail. Ken, on it. I'll let you go out a different way. This is a bonus. We're going to take a break from contenders for a second. I am staying on the Knicks. The Damn it, Kevin. Most entertaining team in the league you in bet. terms of their incompetence. Gosh, I hate you, Kevin. I do hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Love you, Mark. That is, oh, you just took the words right out of my mouth. It's incredible. This, hey, there is some, there's a silver lining to this, though. If there's another blackout in New York, the Knicks dumpster fire will be enough to keep everyone warm. <laughs> You've been holding that one in. <laughs> Actually, I just thought of it. Oh, nice. Gold star, Kevin. All right. Yay. So, Ke- so, Kevin got his gold star for the day, and Kevin's staying on New York being hot garbage. Mark. Do you have anything to contribute, or are you just absolutely? Looking? I'm gonna. I am staying right there with Kevin with the Knicks. If they're New York is, we the NBA does need New York. They need the Knicks, just like everyone keeps saying, and they need them to suck. It is so much better. Like the Knicks, if they were just mediocre, like kind of like your Timberwolves or like the Nets when like before this whole thing happened. I mean, it's just so they're still relevant by being so bad. And James Dolan is so bad. 
And they got this. It felt like every player they picked up was the same position. And nobody can contribute in their own way. I've seen people that are New York truthers that are like, oh, these are grinders that are going to fit under uh, Fisdale's uh, way of going about. Like, you guys cannot actually think that this team's going to do anything. Um, New York, the dumpster fire, it's great. They need to either be really good or really bad. And they, I'm staying with them being really bad. They're just going to keep tanking until they finally get their number one pick. And when they do, they're going to get the draft with, like, Anthony Bennett and just get somebody that never pans out. And it's just the Knicks until, and you also can stay with the Knicks just because when James Dolan does leave, it's going to be hilarious because top players are probably going to go to New York. That's, that was my point. Thanks, Mark. Um, now I know how it feels because Kevin, I had to pull shit <laughs> I on my ass. Stop. I, I took one of Jared's points earlier though, too. Yeah. I'm I just taking everyone's points. I just don't care at, when somebody takes my point. Just, I'll, I'll, explain, I'll explain it better. That's why I, I don't care. But yeah, Here's the thing to think about. The Knicks have another season where they may win only 10 to 15 games. They will lose a ton of – James Dolan may just get run out of town, period. Like, I don't, like, he may just be like, I'm done with this team. But James Dolan also is so stupid, he may think it doesn't matter. So, But there is the hope that they are so bad that Dolan's like, yeah, I'll sell the team, whatever, or I'll become a minority owner. And – because he wants to focus on his band or some stupid crap. And you know what? It may turn the team around. I don't know. But it's it, – I, God, I love – I love – it was almost poetic just now. If the Lakers could not get Kawhi, it could not get anybody for their bench, oh, my God, this would be the greatest NBA season of all time. Maybe the NBA will just Donald Sterling Dolan and go decide, you know what? This is a marquee market for the league that you are so bad as an owner, you have to sell the team and you're banned for life from the NBA. Dude, I don't know. I think they'll just keep running with this because, dude, it brings out so much media. Like, Stephen A. Smith loses his mind. You got uh, even uh, Greeny, who's a New York guy. Like, everyone just continues to – it's just easy media. And I don't think they would – I mean, I'm he easily could have been ran out of town – by the NBA if they really wanted to. I'm sure Dolan's done something that's so messed up that he could have got forced to sell the team, but he's just so crucial to the Knicks organization and the story and how bad they are. And dude, I'm all, you also got to stay because RJ Barrett, man, you know, the future, he's number one recruit and they got Nitikalinka, whatever his name but, is. Yeah. And, Frank, who came Kevin Knox. Yeah. There you go. And uh, Ke- oh, uh, oh, good old RJ Barrett who can't go left. Can't go right. Um, they're like the typical team I'll play with in 2K just because I have to be the reason why they come back from nothing. Mark's hero complex. All right. Silver <laughs> lining. The NBA, I guess, is done rigging draft lotteries because if they still did that, the Knicks would have had the first overall pick and gotten Zion. I think they are. I think it's you could you could spin it, though, and say they still are rigging it because they don't want that. For some reason, the NBA just doesn't want the Knicks to be I mean hell the Lakers got up what up to three four four I mean the Cavs snuck in or not the Cavs uh if Pelicans got I don't know I'm still on the theory that the lottery's rigged but I actually had a counter conspiracy theory that oh we were just double down on the conspiracy the Knicks actually won the draft lottery but Adam Silver's like nope we they can't win it people are just gonna complain that we rigged it so we have to rig it so they don't win it Yes, inception I of rigging the draft. All right. <clears throat> we can all right, somebody write an article because that's definitely a conspiracy theory. Kevin, get a couple, get a six pack in, and just go to town. <laughs> I'll I'll try to get it out tonight. All right, go buy. Tell Big Steve to go buy you some beer. Big Steve. Will do. All right. Next up, the team that nobody talked about but actually made a lot of great moves this offseason is the Utah Jazz. Brogdanovich, Mike Conley, I'm buying what they're selling here. Like everyone's talking about the, everyone's like, oh, the Nuggets are going to be another good. Like the, I can see them replacing the Nuggets as being that team with Donovan Mitchell leading the way uh, as like that number, as like that number three, four seed that kind of sneaks up out of nowhere. Because I still think Portland and Golden State are going to be the two best teams out west. But like, I love what Utah did a lot. <laughs> 
So I am staying on Utah because they're actually building a decent team around um, Donovan Mitchell. It's a very lame pick, but they just it's a, it's a team I'm kind of interested to watch right now. I'll go. It's Utah though. I don't know if Utah's allowed to be good since Stockton and Malone. I just don't know. Like, well, there was good. a Jared Williams, Carl, Carlos Boozer year. Yeah, but it's just like they're at least their jerseys are a little more appealing now. They used to be the most hideous things. Like, I don't know. I'm always curious how the Utah fans feel about Donovan Mitchell because, yeah, he was great. Probably should have won Rookie of the Year. The whole sophomore thing with Simmons. Um, but like, do you think he gets like heat because he didn't do anything different and they didn't make it any farther? I mean, yes, Conley maybe makes an impact. I don't think that dude's played a healthy season since I can remember. Since he signed his new contract. Yeah, so I I don't know how that's going to go. Rudy Gobert, yeah, he wins Defensive Player of the Year every year, but scoring-wise, I don't think he makes that much of an impact. They got uh, Ingles and Bogdanovich, who are, I feel like, very similar players. But Ingles is a three, Bogdanovich is a four. Yeah, I, I think the the roster is good. I think there's you got to stay. It's interesting. It's different. Like if they have a slash, they have a scoring machine, athletic dunking point shooting guard, a good ball distributor and defender as a point guard who was used to be an, a former All Star, a couple shooters and a defensive big man. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. You got to you got to stay. I call it interesting. You got to stay because the the roster's there. I don't. I would have to look at their bench to see how that is, but I think you, you like I said, you stay. They're a good team. I just don't know what they're going to do in the West. I mean, you got – the West is definitely not as strong as it used to be, but there's also – just like I said, I don't see them getting past the Nuggets. I don't see them getting past – I could see them beating the Nuggets. Possibly, but the Nuggets are also now a year experience in some serious playoff games. But the Nuggets have no depth, so I don't I, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting matchup to see. It, nobody would have thought two years ago you'd say the Nuggets-Jazz would be a great matchup. But. Well, that's what I'm saying. And then you, like, you have now the Lakers are sliding into the playoffs. And you have the Thunder, who as much as I dislike Westbrook, him and Paul George are always going to have that. Everyone's going to be like, they should be good. And I could see them beating Utah. You got the Rockets, who are also partially dumpster fire, but they're still going to beat the Jazz. Like It's just very – I don't know. Even with this Jazz team with Conley, because I just don't see him playing – and they should just play him half the season and just be like, all right, you're healthy to play in the playoffs. That's all we need you for. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting. Utah reminds me of an up-and-coming Toronto before Kawhi. Like Fair. They're always going to be relevant. They always have the pieces that they should be good. But can Donovan Mitchell get them over the hump? Can Conley stay healthy? And is Rudy Gobert just a defensive player of the year? All right. That was the longest stay I've ever seen in my life. I, I feel like I'm not actually staying on these. He had to talk. He had to talk himself into it. Yeah. All right, Kevin, try to make this one quick because I, we're already at 51 minutes. I wanted to stay. I really did. But Rudy Gobert as an individual is basically a net zero for that team. Whatever he scores or the, the few points he scores or the few points he gives up net zero. And two other reasons. One, I just don't think Utah's allowed to win championships or anything. I think it's in the league bylaws. They're going to say, like, the Utah Jazz, or it was the New Orleans Jazz. The New Orleans Jazz are not allowed to win a championship. And my third reason is the Utah Jazz might be the dumbest name in sports. When they left New Orleans, they should have changed it to something else. Great the take. Utah Mormons. Great take. The Utah Salt Lake. I don't care. The Jazz is so stupid. That's one of the fe- that's like one of the weird things in sports that gets me just fired. It's because their fans are so stupid too, so it kind of just fits. Like their fans are these like, oh, like so sorry, it's supposed to be nice, but then they're the most vulgar fans yeah, in the racist. world and are always in the news. Whoa, ask Russell Westbrook. He sounds like ninety nine percent. Russell Westbrook also thinks that everyone's racist, so who knows? All right, Katie left because he's racist. <laughs> and enough about race. <laughs> Next up, staying in the same division, Portland Trailblazers maxed out D, uh, maxed out uh, Damian Lillard and grabbed Hassan Whiteside, lost in his cancer. Fellas, you staying or bailing on Portland? I still think they are the number two seed in the West next year, but what do y'all think? I think it depends on <clears throat> when Nurkic can come back. 
if he comes back early in the season, I'll stay. I think they have the pieces in place that they need to win. Ennis Cantor can't really do much on defense, so I think that's not a, necessarily a bad loss for them. But if Nurkic is out for an extended period of time, I have to bail Hassan Whiteside to shell his of his former self. From Who knows? It could be a new city, a new team for a white side. New, new him for white He's side. wanted out for a while in Miami, so I can see that point of view. But still, he got a $98 million contract and then immediately dropped off. And it is a contract year, so you might go, oh, I have to try again so I can get another big contract. But I don't, I don't know if he has it in him. He was a second-round pick and bounced around the league for a reason. So I, I'm bailing. All right. Okay, I'm just bailing. Bailing on the Trailblazers. Uh... Jared, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I'll let you go, sir. So I'm going to bail just because I can't talk. I, I want to talk myself into staying with all these teams just because it's the offseason. I always think teams have the utmost potential. But there's just another thing where there's just going to be McCollum and Lillard and Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, he. I don't know if they're going to be able to implement him, if he's going to keep his mouth shut and just play don't basketball. Rodney Hood. Yeah, Rodney Hood, he's a random 35 playoff game scorer that it's like oh wow Ronnie Hood is good at basketball and then it's like oh wait did he even start or play eight minutes in the other games uh I think he's more of a matchup guy was when he succeeds uh but yeah I mean I love Lillard I love McCollum I wish all my power that the Sixers would somehow find a way to get McCollum on the team because he's exactly what they need just a pure shooter um but it's it's just the Trailblazers aren't they were either had the chance – I mean, they made it to the Western Conference Finals because the Rockets, I think, weren't the two seed, and they had to face the Warriors. I still think that this team is not there. They got swept by the Warriors without KD. I mean, it's just – they're just they're always just going to be – like I said, you can call – I can make the same Raptors reference that they're always just going to kind of get there, but they, Hassan Whiteside's not going to do it. Damian Lillard can do as much as he wants – and McCollum, but they're just not. I'm going to bail on the Raptor or the Trailblazers because there's nowhere else to go but where they're at. Fair enough. I, um, <clears throat> I'm going to stay because I love Lillard. I've always been a huge fan of his game. I think that Kevin kind of took my point about Whiteside being on a contract year, and I think the fact he's been wanting out of Miami for years, and now he's got his freedom. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe it's like, you know – you see this with some guys, like a new city, they just, like, excel. Like, you saw with Iguodala when he got out of uh, Philadelphia and went to Golden State. Couple, like, it, sometimes for a veteran, maybe just a change of scenery just lights a fire under them. So, I don't know. I, I like the move. I'm staying with uh, Portland. <clears throat> I think the West is still more loaded than the East, and I think Portland's going to be a two or three seed in the West this year. You know, Golden State's probably going to be one, <clears throat> a very soft one. But, um yeah, I don't know. I, I, I could see uh I could see him doing some damage. And a bonus one before we go to Kevin's weird shit in sports. New Orleans Pelicans. Now, they really weren't big in free agency. They just did smart moves to go with what they already had. We know about what they got from New uh from LA. We know they have Zion, but they went out and got JJ Reddick. They went out and got Derek Favors, along with the Jaleel Okafors they had already, Drew Holiday. Uh, and the various pieces they got from the Lakers. Fellas, Stanger, Bale, and New Orleans being sneaking into the playoffs this year. Uh, we'll go first, and I'm going to bail just because of that question. I, you could stay with them because long-term, they only the, the future looks bright. But I don't. I think there's a lot of hype. I don't think J.J. Redick makes that much of a difference. I mean, yeah, he'll be able to shoot. But I just – the West is just not – there's too many – there's eight teams – eight or nine or ten teams that could get in front of them they could prove me wrong but i'm just gonna bail on them just because i don't i don't see them putting it all together in one year i see that they could almost to me be like the mellow nuggets when mellow took let them like that's why i could see them to me so i'm staying on this i love what new orleans did <clears throat> there's no question who the centerpiece of that offense is it's zion williamson but he has a great two in drew holiday he has a lot of pieces around him, and no, Kevin, I'm not talking about the Celtics. And I answer might have surprised you. <laughs> we have, there's another team we're forgetting about too, but we don't have a lot of time. We can. What? Who are the teams, guys? We'll rapid fire. The Pacers oh, yeah. did some yeah. work too. I mean, the Pacers are still going to be a middle of the road team, and the Celtics are going to be a second round exit in the Eastern Conference. What do you want me to tell you? But 
New Orleans, I love what they're doing. I think that they could be year out. I think they could sneak into the playoffs as a six or seven seed this year because I think their chemistry is easier to mold because there's no real alpha star and even their alpha dog or they're like their main star marketing wise Zion is a kid and literally has a magnetism about him that I have not seen in the league in a while. So I like it. Kevin staying with the Pelicans sneaking the playoffs. I think Lonzo is a great or will be a great facilitator. I think him and Zion are going to be electric to watch. And I think Ingram before he had his uh, medical issues last year, was having a great year, and I can see him picking up where he left off and just dominating games. Fair enough. Oh, I hate Ingram too, man. Anyways. All right, fellas. That was Stayer Bale. We agreed on the Golden State Warriors falling off, the Brooklyn Nets coming up, and that's about it. So, and, oh, yeah, and the Knicks being complete hot garbage. <laughs> so, we are about to hit the hour mark right now. Kevin. What do you got for us? Give us some entertainment here. To all our baseball fans out there, and even not our baseball fans, happy Bobby Vanilla Day. <laughs> you don't know what that is. In two, uh, I think it was 99 or it might have been 2001, he was owed another, he was owed $1.19 million or something or like $2 million left on his contract. And the Knicks did not want to pay that, or not the Nets. The Mets, sorry, both classic, classic, classic mix-up. Both blue and orange, both dumpster fires, both in New York. Both horrible owners. And yes, and the Mets did not want to pay him that money, so they offered to pay him nineteen point one million between now and twenty thirty-five, and it was more than he's owed one point one nine million a year with eight percent interest on that. And the Mets did not want to pay the money they owed him because they expected to make a lot of money in the Bernie Madoff scandal and then didn't. So they decided instead they would pay him a little bit at a time and are just paying him an absurd amount for the rest of the next 15, 16 years. Oh, 2035, man. That's nuts. Yeah, he hasn't Okay, Mark. What is the issue? Why can't you pay him? What? You and me are going to be 40. That's done. Yeah. yeah. Bryce Harper's paid. deal will already be over. He hasn't played since 2001. But why – what is the issue? Why can't he – they just pay him, like, completely? I'm still confused by that. It's a violation of the contract. They didn't have enough money. They owed him – No, but, like, right now, million. why can't they ha- – they oh, easily have $19.1 million left. Because they, um, they then worked into his contract that – he would have he would then get paid that amount per year and they can't undo it unless he agrees. And look, if I was him, I would just like, no, I'll just take my one point two million dollars a year until I'm seventy two. Dude, yeah. he doesn't even have to work a full time job for the for the next like he's literally just probably chucking that like left or right from probably playing in the league. He was also up. a very good player, so he had enough money. This is just oh, yeah. extra incentive. This is just like a retirement fund that's just chipping out money for him. I He's love it. A nice little Dude, the man could be pension. not even like the man could not even be alive and the world would still think he's getting paid. Like he's that's how be, it's going. It, I only know what he's doing, where he's at, what's going on. He's just legally every year you hear about. Kevin, there's yeah. your there's your weird shit in sports for next Monday. Find out what Bobby Benia is doing. <laughs> I I'll get on that. But no, legally, if he died, the money would probably then just go to his estate or any trust he set up. I'm sure there's. I'm sure he has a lot of friends that are trying to figure a way out to get into that trust fund. I love this a lot. So there's my weird shit in sports for today. Here we go. And felt, ladies and gentlemen, let's kick that last call. Smooth jazz time. All right. So the New York Knicks, as we referred to before, referred to before, are the dumpster fire of the NBA, and James Dolan is the main reason for that. If you disagree with me, you live under a rock. At the beginning of the season, or the beginning, close to the off season, we thought this would be Zion, Kyrie, and Katie. And for a minute, I'm like, you know what? I would love to see the Knicks be good. But then I remembered something. (laughs) 
Oh, man, it's James Dolan. Kevin Durant's not an idiot. Kyrie is insane, but not an idiot. And the NBA, and the NBA draft lottery never works out in their favor since Patrick Ewing. So, the Knicks did not get anybody yesterday. Except for Julius Randle, maybe a couple other guys. And when asked about it, James Dolan said he was not willing to offer Kevin Durant a max contract. What? <laughs> they were worried about his Achilles health. What? So, you got you guys have sucked for 20 years. Let me let me. You guys made the last couple of years with Mello and uh, Amari Stoudemire before the uh, time he punched a fire extinguisher. Um, and the insanity craze was kind of fun for 10 days. Oh yeah, by the way, Jeremy Lin's won a title before you guys have this century. Oh. And James Dolan. If I was the Knicks, or if, if the Timberwolves were in your position, they offered Kevin Durant a max deal and they shipped off half our team for Kevin Durant playing with Cat next year, I would say, please, for the love of Christ, I will give up one of my children for that. I'm just kidding. I really wouldn't. But it's so much of a basic knowledge. Kevin Durant is the best at basketball player on the planet, possibly second to Kawhi Leonard because of how he played. I still rank LeBron four or five. Currently playing, not all time. Um, this just shows the stupidity and the hilarity of what the Knicks are as a roster, as an organization, their ownership group. I went to MSG once to go see the Knicks play the Timberwolves, and I was it was awesome. I loved it. The atmosphere was amazing. But it's just hilarious because the Timberwolves, who had the worst record in the league that year, who only had Zach Levine and Andrew Wiggins, that was pretty much their roster, beat the Knicks by 10 in overtime. Like, that was awful. And the Knicks haven't gotten much better since. You trade Christos Porzingis for cap space that you didn't even use. Except for maybe on Julius Randle. I love this. We talked about this before. The NBA dumpster fire will live on. It's like the never-ending tire fire in The Simpsons. It'll just keep burning until I have grandkids, Mark's got grandkids, Kevin's 15th cat passes away, like, hey, my dog. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kevin, knowing, knowing our, me and Mark's luck, will probably get settled down before we will. But I'm a dog guy too. I know you are. Um, whoever's a cat person, sorry. Because there's no the dogs are better. I I do agree. Dogs are better. I do love the cat that I have right now, even though she's a little psychopath. But I still have pets in general. But anyway, I digress. I love this. This is great is what I usually say at every uh, last call, but nothing says more smooth jazz than just the common decency and the common knowledge that the Knicks will be shit for the rest of my life. Unless James Ellis helps the team. But that probably won't happen. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. That is all. We will be switching back to a two-show schedule next week. This was just like the free agency edition this week we might do Wednesday, Friday, or we may just not go again until Thursday. We will let you know on our Twitter and our Instagram accounts. By the way, follow us on those. Follow Kevin at Belly of Kev, Mark at Belly of Riley, me at Belly of Jared. And stay tuned for a lot of big stuff coming as we move towards the MLB All-Star break and football college and pro football season. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you guys later in the week. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.